Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 370. This is Russ, and I have Aaron, Rich, and Daryl. Bonjour, mm-hmm. me. Wide awake and ready to go. Let's do it. Uh-huh. I'm awake. Say why? Would... <laughs> ready to go. All right. So Daryl's ready. He, he, he's, 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 he's It's like he's tap dancing on the the Chantilly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's just ready to go. Yes. Uh, so here we are, episode ooh, ooh. four of Daryl Dixon, La Dame de Fer. and I'm sure I. The Iron Lady. I'm sure I butchered that. Is that what that is in American? In American. <laughs> yeah, it's the nickname for the Eiffel Tower. Oh. Nice. No news this week, unless I missed something, but I don't see any news. No, strike is still going, right? One, one out of two. One out of two, yeah. Yeah, one out yeah, of two. Yeah, we covered two. last week that the WGA... In the realm of in the realm of entertainment, there's plenty of other strikes. Well, now. yes, yeah, that is true, too. Um, <laughs> the, the world's still crumbling in other ways. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny, I've been watching The Continental, and and they're dealing with a garbage strike. They're, they're dealing with the New York garbage strike, so I was like, ooh. I remember that. That's going to be a rough one. And then I was looking. I guess there's there's been several garbage strikes in New York. So yes, like, oof. I remember the complaints of that. All right, it's a very stinky time. Yeah, yeah. But no, again, no um, no news for the shows um, at at this point. So no, we shall. See. Taylor Swift is still at the game. <laughs> yes, on the matters. No Walking Dead news, I should say. Oh. There, there is news in the world. Yeah. <laughs> None of it's relevant to, to the uh, Walking it's Dead. It's not one of those days where there's no news. One of those classic days. Where yeah. Have- yes. Exactly. <laughs> there's no news. Where, where, you, where you open up, where you open up the newspaper, and it's just blank pages. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be a lovely? <laughs> one? You got that report? too. <laughs> I, I got that too. It was. There's nothing here. I don't know what happened. There was no sports. A, uh, the weather's just. just out. Yeah, it was just a picture of Taylor Swift, and that was it. Just. Nothing else. That would actually be be the best. All right. So we pretty much start this episode right. off where we left last episode, um, except we get this weird fever dream uh, of Daryl where he's in the sewer tunnels and he sees Laurent, but he's behind a gate that's been uh, – that that's uh, – He's locked. Yes, he's, he's locked. locked it. He's locked in a cage. Yes, he's, he yeah. can't reach Laurent. Yes, he cannot reach can't Laurent as much as he yells for Laurent. Yeah. Um, Laurent. Laurent. And it feels like the loudest Daryl has been in like eight Ever? years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it was funny. The one thing I noticed this week. I don't know why it just stuck me this week because it's not like this is a new this is a new development. But I was like, man, when I look at at 
at uh, like photos or video or watch something from season one of Walking Dead, and Daryl had that like crew cut basically going on. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, his hair's like I, his hair's been long for so long. I don't remember it being short. So whenever I see like early like season one, season two, Daryl, I'm like, it looks weird. <laughs> he's got back it, it, it's like it's like the president onward basically right i think that's isn't think that so. like yeah. the, the break because it's still short in season two yeah so climbing in the woods like for some right. then i think it's like the prison onward where he's just like eh, whatever i always <laughs> thought he did it to support his best friend carol she was growing her hair out he grew his out to support you know it's not much of a way to support uh, no. somebody. No, I don't think <laughs> the, it was the, that deep. The idea is the reverse, where someone has to shave their head for various reasons. Yeah, That's yeah, what you shave yours. <laughs> I just think he just grew. Yeah. I mean, in real life, he just liked his hair. Yeah, I think. Yes, I think. I think it's it's very much a. They don't have super cuts in Paris. No, he likes his wild hair. Have you seen his shows? He likes it. Even it's cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> So as he's trapped behind this gate, uh, he sees Laurent and a bunch of zombies start coming towards him. And this is real weird because it almost makes Laurent to be like some kind of zombie god where like they're, yep. they're like coming <laughs> exactly. around him. Yeah. And then like he just does his just thing one. and then they just start all dispersing back in multiple directions. And he just kind of looks at Daryl. And uh, and it's at this point that he's holding he's holding he has his hands to you, like he's yes, pray, like yes, has yes, a little, yeah. little pray yeah. thing going yes. on. So again, this whole savior concept with him. So and that they, and that and when they showed that that's the part, like wait, because at first I'm like, well, this is a dream. But then he like they showed that, they're like, wait, is this a dream? Hold on, <laughs> I have the same thought. I mean, yeah. for a second, it didn't. Yeah. It kind of yeah. didn't look like a dream. This this was the point where I shut it off and went. I'll watch this later, and I did. It was too intense for you. No, I swear. I that whole opening was ridiculous. Are we supposed to believe that Daryl's some kind of prophetic individual now that you see that this guy, this kid, is immune? Yes. I mean, it's not prophetic. It's things that he's literally been told. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. The fact that he's unconscious, manifesting into a dream. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't been told that he's immune to zombies. He's been told that the kid is special. It could be the yeah, one. Yeah, he's totally special. Well, yeah. yeah. Every kid is told they're special. It doesn't mean they are. You know what, Chubb? I am tired of your disrespect for Daryl. Okay. <laughs> This isn't disrespect for Daryl. The writing is disrespect. But, but he wasn't Darryl. bit either. You're, like, you're criticizing a dream? Really? <laughs> like what? What is the problem here? <laughs> it no just problem. seems stupid to me. It just was stupid. <laughs> okay. okay. So, All right. No hope inside you. He dreamed about things that are currently going on in his life. What a exactly. wild <laughs> craziness! Don't t- you know what? You talk about Star Wars. I'm going to knock you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> talk about bullcrap at times. Let's go. Yeah, but that's in a fantasy setting. (laughs) Oh, zombies is not a fantasy. (laughs) Clearly. So at this point, Daryl wakes up. Because, again, he's unconscious. Yeah. I I thought it was – I personally thought it was a very cool sequence because it had you second-guessing. It had a little bit of weirdness, a little bit of – <clears throat> like no a misty, bit of a horror vibe, smoke. like in a spooky right. way. It did the job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like I was ideally hoping that, you know, based on the ending of the last episode that he'd like, 
we'd see where he fell and he'd fall into like a trampoline and then he'd fall into like a series of mattresses and like whatnot. <laughs> but like instead it's like, yeah, he's just like somewhere else. Yeah. So whatever, it's fine. So was that an indoor pool he fell into? Uh, I just took it as the building flooded in the lower floors because yeah, it's like, oh, okay. yeah, because yeah. yeah. Because when, like, he, got up, again when he got up yeah. out of the water, I, it looked like the like a pool side, and I was like, "That's kind of cool, indoor pool." It, uh, yeah, hey, I didn't look at it that that close. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so he wakes up. He's clearly underwater. So this is where it even got weirder. Because then I'm like, "Okay, uh-huh. is this a dream?" <laughs> like it was like it started to inception it for me. I was like, "Man, what is going on? This is kind of wild." And um, and of course he looks down. And there's one of the walkers has grabbed him and tries to make a. I guess it it tried to bite him, but it, it bit into his boot, and so he was able to. Yeah, pretty close. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. look like yeah. That's a weird edit. Yeah, <laughs> what a show look like he got really bit. Which again made me. It did look like it bit his boot. Yeah, which yeah. again made it made me think. Okay, is this like a dream within a dream thing? <laughs> like, is you know what's what's real here, or you know, is he? That's the second time I thought he got bit, and he didn't. Yeah. Um, Can someone remind me of something about the brain works? So, <laughs> so it's like zombies kill right. the brain; they're dead, right? But like, right. what makes the brain live? Because is it not oxygen? Because if they're trapped underwater, they shouldn't move, right? I feel like they'd be dead. Like eventually, especially if they're underwater like that, where they're water clogged from being there for presumably years. Like, what's there to like keep the well, brain? If we go going? back to the end of season one of the main show. With what was his name, Jensen? Jenner. 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 Yeah, with Jenner. When they showed, it looks like that the animation takes place like it, like it, it creates some kind of electrical spark in the brain or whatever. And it, they don't require oxygen or anything. All they require is your flesh. Yeah, but <laughs> why do they die when you puncture the brain? Right. I guess is my because question. whatever that electric synopsis thing that's going with the with the zombie virus gets broken when you break the brain. You, you know what shorts out circuit. You know what shorts out electricity? Water. Water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that's just true. That's true. Well, I just use electricity as an example. I don't know what that you. little I, spark I know, was I, I know that we saw on the I, screen. I know and what you're Jen, saying. Jenner was going through it. And but. we've had a lot of water zombies at this point. And if anything, water zombies are cool because it's like, look at all this makeup. I am not complaining about this. I'm just curious. How does this work? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, what I, what really I was trying to figure out was if that was an indoor swimming pool when it when the fall happened, it probably was covered in chlorine. Would that not have eaten away at that rotting flesh? I mean, I don't know. I've been at a pool for many hours right. at a time, and it is your yeah. flesh rotting. No. No, as a kid, they threw in a bunch of chlorine, and I know, and it dissipates over time. I'm talking about dead, rotting yeah. flesh, especially when you pee in it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it dissipates over time, which is why they have to like reapply frequently. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't think it would. I wouldn't think there'd be well, a- listeners. Let's test it out. Take your local zombie, throw it in the pool yes, for the a good two, for- two, exactly. two or See three years. Let us know what happens. Yeah. Then email us h h w o d gmail.com. He sent us a MP4. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And if it bites you in the boot, let us know. Yeah. You'll be okay because it's just the boot. 
It's just the boot. Yeah. That's the boot. The boot. Yes. So, yeah. So, Daryl wakes up, kicks off the zombie, swims back up to the top, is able to get out. Um, and then he's just kind of walking. This is kind of an interesting bit here because this is where it's like, okay, let's show off the fact that Daryl is actually in Paris. And so you know, he walks past and sees like a girl playing the cello inside a building and like he's kind of he's kind of just kind of moseying along at this point. Right. Um, and pretty then, casual for a guy that was running over rooftops and fell into a zombie pool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Taking selfies with people still looking for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's still he's still being looked for. Um, but we come across Antoine again, which was nice. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we come across Antoine and uh, Daryl's lost. And so he's clearly disoriented. And so he gets directions from Antoine because he's trying to find the 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 rude or yeah. whatever. And, um, at that point, like they hear, a, they hear something coming and Daryl's like, what do you, you know, grabs him, and, you know, tries to separate him from his bike and he doesn't want to get rid of the bike. And Daryl's like, look, man, you're going to, you're going to get yourself killed. Um, and so he, you know, he pulls them to the side and they hide the, tr- the, the truck comes up and stops. The two guys get out, they see his bike and the, and the pigeons and they grab, you know, they, they grab it, take it. And Antoine's having none of it. So he goes out there and just like literally stops in front of the truck and is like, look, just give me my pigeons back. Like, I just want my pigeons. Like, leave me alone. And uh, and this is where Daryl should have intervened. But go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, so then they shoot him. Um, and as they shoot him. It's a pretty quick sequence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then Daryl comes up that. and takes the two of them out. Um, and And Antoine passes and it was it's kind of a good moment because he you know daryl's you know realizes he's been shot and he you know pressure to the wound that whole bit but realizes it's not it's not gonna you know he's not gonna be able to save him um but he does let his pigeons go uh, at the end yeah i want my birds it's sad because i wrote my notes they killed pigeon man yes yeah he killed pigeon man yeah waste um, what, you wanted a spinoff of Pigeon Man? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, as Pigeon soon Man. as he started going out there at those guys, Daryl should have intervened. He knew what was going to happen. Come on. With what? He has and no he, Obviously, he I did. mean, as much, listen, calm down. He didn't do very, he did Chubb, pretty Chubb, well. Chubb, as much as we want to make jokes about how he's super, he's a superhero, it's not plausible for him to just run in front of bullets every time. Not run in front of bullets, he but tried he flung that knife. Guy. He flung the knife. Yeah, but the, they had shot. He could have done that before. Not if they saw him coming. Well, two, like he came at them after he shot well, and, somebody else. And until they shot him, I don't think he knew they were going to shoot them. I, I mean, right? like stopping him, maybe they'd rough him up a little bit, you know, whatever. But. Like I don't think you automatically assume like, hey, these guys are going to get out and just shoot this guy. Like, I if he's I naturally just don't see someone, Dixon being a chicken shit after all these years. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't. Well, it's I, not being a. I don't think it's been being a chicken. Yeah, shit. that's not being a chicken. I mean, you killed those guys. Who's and a local? Given what we see later in the episode, a, like I don't think yeah. there's an issue with his. No. Uh, his an edge loss no. here going on. Plus, the dude is a local, and he's been running. I mean, you would, I would, you would assume since he's a local that they wouldn't just kill the guy. 
right? That they probably think, oh, he's just some old guy they see around and they'll yell at him, you know, kick him or something and then keep going because they want Daryl. He knows they want him. Or whatever, like whatever. Right. You know, so he couldn't know that. Yeah. Like, I think I think and I think there's the still a bunch is, of people running around is, is clouding uh, is clouding things. <laughs> yeah, I think it does a little bit. Um, He's one guy. Yeah. So at this point, Daryl is able to find his way. He goes back to Isabel's apartment to find her. Um, and at this point, he goes, I think I know where Laurent is. Because um, he said something about, I, I think the picture, I think Isabel said something about the picture or something. And he goes, oh, I know where he's at. Um, yeah. Because, again, the picture was his mother in front of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And he's he said something you know about his mother about the Eiffel Tower, so he 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 figures it out. Um, yeah, this kid tells everybody about his mother. Yes, 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 and his father that went to fight the hungry ones. Um, right. And I like when they're walking, like him and Isabel are walking, um, and he's like, "Yeah, Paris kind of sucks." Again, another great Daryl line. I like that we're every every episode we're getting a, a pretty good Daryl line. I kind of like though that they just don't kill every it's a waste of time to kill every zombie you see so right I, I exactly like that yeah at this point they just walk yep yep yeah just walk around them yeah it's like as long as they're not making a ruckus and and going crazy they could just they could just keep on going um right. uh we cut over to anna uh anna and quinn anna's the lounge singer at the at the club um and, and this is again I think they did a really good job of setting this up with with these two and and why Anna does what she does later because Anna obviously has either feelings for Quinn or they're they're kind of maybe an on and off couple or you know something's going on um and Anna's kind of having a conversation with Quinn and he just could give no shits <laughs> yeah like <laughs> he he could he could care less about anything she's saying and so and she knows it too, right? Because you could tell, like he's. We've all been there where we've had a conversation with our significant others, and we're half-ass paying attention, and they realize that we're half-ass paying attention. That's this moment right here. Um, no, as a divorced man, I always paid attention. To my wife. <laughs> as a married, you sound stupid, Russ. <laughs> as a married man of twenty-five years, this is this is almost a weekly occurrence for me. <laughs> Uh, luckily for me, I'm, I'm, I am not, I have not been kicked to the curb yet. Um, but, but yeah, I th- again, it, it kind of sets things up to where they go with, with these two. Then we cut to Laurent who, uh, is at the Eiffel tower and is kind of, you know, looking at everything. And then we get, we get a pretty good shot of the Eiffel tower at this point, you know, where again, the helicopters kind of crashed in and whacked off the top of it. Um, and he realizes that basically they've penned it looks like they've penned in the Eiffel Tower. You know, it's, it's got like a big fence around it and a bunch of barricades and stuff. And there's just walkers trapped inside uh, where the where the Eiffel Tower is. Uh, it's almost like a sign that says, had, don't go here. Yes. That ha- that easily topple things over here in a minute, but have been perfectly corralled for 12, 13 years. You get yeah. them excited. Did they see fucking, uh, Norman Reed is walking up? Like, oh my god! <laughs> well, we don't know how long they've been corralled up. It could have—I mean, <laughs> three days ago. It so you know, it was pretty obvious that was military setup from when the fall happened. Yeah, the military weren't in Paris three days ago. They just got yeah. here because they're looking for this American. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> 
Um, this whole sequence just irritates me. Jesus Christ, man. That part's cool. Oh my God. But the rest of it, I mean, come on. He's Captain what? Hindsight with all the answers over here. How the show Jeez. be better? <laughs> I don't even think this episode's that great, but I, I would have like, saved Pigeon Man. Fight. I wouldn't have This, utter, this episode there. is utter trash. Wow. Oh, uh, okay. okay. All right. Six. So yeah, so Daryl and Isabel come up. They see Laurent. Um, the, the bunch of zombies are getting out. There's a, a huge fight at this point. Um, again, getting to see Daryl... Swing the mace Angry around Darryl and fight. hit yeah. everybody was was top notch. Yeah. Um, I love that he has a, like a like a like a, a default position where he's like you got to keep swinging it, so the momentum's already there. Yes. Like that's just great. Yes, <laughs> that's such a fun thing to see. I mean, for somebody who's clear, you know, he, all that experience that he's had, you see it like they've cleared. Like it must it's have like been a million there, he's, times. He's right? holding like the left trigger to be like, all right, ready to go, <laughs> aiming. It's also very satisfying, you know, when he's like when when that thing connects, like it's it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they, oh, they do great. the job. Um, so again, in in amidst all this chaos, then Quinn's men show up. Um, they're able Damn to it. to get um, to get Laurent. Um, they're able to kill. Uh, well, they kill the one guy outright. They they they're right. able to to um, get the other guy. And just as um, they're about ready to grab Laurent, the guy that's driving the car actually just takes off and, and he's gone. And so at this point, uh, Daryl and Isabel have a hostage. Yeah. Didn't, didn't the kid just seem like he was going along with it? The it just seemed, just seemed weird. Like Wait. he didn't put up any kind of a fight. Any, I, I don't know. He's, it a, just, he's a small child. I mean, yeah. Where did you yeah. want him? To, do you want him to say and, Birdman and we, and too? And we're familiar with Laurent at this point. He's a pretty passive little boy. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's not new. He's not. He's not lived that. in the world. But never. some dude just grabbing you and pulling you into a car. I'm sorry. Even in the regular world, that's not a good sign. Yeah, but this kid is not. Like this kid, regular. Yeah, this kid is not regular. He's very in tune with. Oh, I forgot. He's the Messiah. It doesn't matter what he is. That you've you've watched this show for three weeks in a row. You know how this kid acts. Yeah, annoyingly. Okay, he's a kid. (laughs) I mean, what did you want him to do? Do backflips and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Kick him? What what is he supposed to do? Yell out. Hey, help! They saw him. They, they saw, saw him. him. He didn't they need to yell. Away. Like they literally were going to grab him when the car Darryl. sped away. But he did. He did say Daryl. they were looking at him when he got in the car. Like I mean, they saw him already. They knew where he was, what happened to him. I'm just saying, a car pulls up and then directly knows the kid's under that piece of metal. Listen, gets the kid a, without any resistance. Chuck, no, he didn't know the kid was Chuck, under there because, like, because Isabel, Isabel lifted the the. The, yeah, the metal that. and pulled him up. He got grabbed yeah. after that. Isabel Let me tell you, you him. can think you're going to do a million different things if you have time to sit down and watch it on TV, but if something quickly happens to you, you don't know what your reflex is. Especially if you're a kid, a little kid. I just kid. feel like there are no stakes in this show at all. But he... But- it's boring. The it's a rip off of The Last of Us. 
it's just terrible. I, it, it started so well, strong if we put with kids those first ja- two episodes, but then from it, there on, it just seems like it's the same old Walking Dead. It's everybody about getting revenge on the other group and take this from that group. There's no real story anymore. And if the story is going to be something you ripped off from a video game, then fine. But I don't yeah, want you watch can't. It. You can't. Every time a kid gets like you can't do the thing where everybody does where they go it's all the same because it's a kid but in jeopardy or it's all the, the same the kids they in jeopardy princess, they so got to get him so got to get the kid somewhere that is for his the prophecy of whatever the hell and he's immune from zo- I mean well, come no, on whoa we don't where is this immune from the zombie thing coming into play <laughs> it's a dream that, it was a dream that, that's never that's never been a like I don't. Yeah. They have hinted at it the entire four episodes. Uh, no, they haven't. I, I other okay. than Daryl's dream, they haven't. I mean, that's they not, have never mentioned him being bit or not, close to being bit or anything like that and being immune. They never been. They just said that he's special and they have faith that he is meant for something more. That's the that's the thing. And then you go to. Like and and having a guy who doesn't have faith, like that's an older story than time. Like having a, a man yeah, who doesn't have faith being given a responsibility of a of a child based on faith. Very Joseph Conrad. Yeah, that's been literature for years. That that's been in all types of movies. My it guess matters. is if they were pushing, if they were pushing the whole he's immune thing, they would have. They, they they would have shown him bitten by now. Like that would have it been, would have been the first episode. Yeah, I yeah. think that would have been. Mark my word. So yeah. Mark, it's gonna happen. It's they have it. hinted at it. There are certain things and scenes that have happened that just it hints at it. It's foreshadowed, and I'm telling you, they they just doubled down on the foreshadowing with that idiotic cold open of this episode. But it even the cold open, he didn't get bit. Yeah, he didn't get No, but they just walked by him and ignored him and everything else because he's the Messiah. Right, but and the zombie whisperer. Well, no, yeah, they, because Daryl was because Daryl had a dream. Be, yeah, yeah like, Daryl had a dream based on things he's been told about regarding this child. Yeah, I, I mean, is there similarities to things like The Last of Us or The Mandalorian? Sure, but. You know, adult taking... It's not the first escort mission. Yeah, I was going to say, adult taking a child from point A to point B is not, I mean, what, Book of Eli, like, I mean, The The Road, road, like, (laughs) Children of Men, I mean, like, we, I mean... It's it's been there. I mean, it's not just The Last of Us. Yeah, it's not just The Last of Us. It just feels like this was not what they wanted for this season and somehow for some reason had to they hastily wrote it i don't know because it just seems like lazy writing to me boring sequences outside of the action you are bringing a lot of baggage into the watching of the show like you're putting a lot of stuff in it but you're putting more in it than you even know is the case we get this bit with armand where They 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 need information out of them. They need to get into the club and find out. At this point, they want to know where where. Um, at the very beginning, they want to know where Laurent is because they don't know. They don't know that it's Quinn's men that that kidnapped him. They just know some guys came and got him. And so, this guy, I get the impression this guy kind of he's like 
you know, people sometimes with languages, like sometimes they can understand, like I can hear people speak Spanish and kind of infer and kind of get what they're saying, but I, I don't speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, enough to kind of understand what's, what's saying because you know, you pick out words or whatever. I kind of get the impression that from this, this guy that he, obviously he speaks a little bit of English cause he, cause he actually does, but I get the feeling that he understands English better than he can speak it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he's, he's tied up. He's being, you know, at this point he hasn't been tortured yet. They're questioning him. Um, and he starts saying a bunch of stuff and he, he basically starts demeaning Isabel and it, to the point where he understands who she was in the old world that, you know, she's right. basically, um, you know, a whore and, you know, a thief and all these terrible things. Um, and again, we, we've, we know it, it works again because I think they did a really good job with the flashback to show her previous life. So we're not just getting like these weird things thrown out there about who Isabel is. We've actually seen it. So um, Armand is going on and on about, about that. And once he does, then Isabel knows at this point, Isabel knows, okay, I know who's got him. Like the only person that would know all this stuff about me and being looking for Laurent would be, uh, would be Quinn. So at this point she tells Daryl, okay, I know, I know who's got him. I know where's that. Um, So they're trying to get information out of him. Um, and Daryl hits him a couple times, punches him in the face a couple times to try and get him information, and he's he's not giving it up. Uh, and then we get this very, very uh, crazy story from Daryl about a kid named Jimmy that he knew when he grew up. And this part I loved. I and, and, loved this part. Well, good. We found something. <laughs> um, and about how you know the the kid had a pig, and then he had you know the whole bit with the pig, and how he ended up having to you know kill the the father made him kill the pig and all this stuff, and and um you know just just telling the story about this just this kid was just crazy, just and <laughs> I love um this scene. it it was it was so bizarre, and yeah, in the moment I'm thinking what the hell, but it has a great payoff. Like I will say it that does. like once he get it once even is I don't want to jump jump ahead but when him and Isabel leave and he get to the kind of the punchline of this whole thing I'm like oh that was pretty good um, <laughs> but he starts he, he's telling the story and he takes up like a the whole time he's telling it he's like fashioning um, like a very sharp thin <laughs> pick yeah and uh, almost like an ice pick kind of thing it's cool and he just goes up and he's just like bam 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 and just like stabs yep. him like I don't know five or six times uh. um, clearly stabbing him um I'm, I'm assuming since he's doing it very quick, he's probably not going super deep, but right. also, well, he needs information, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but also not like, again, to not hit vital organs and stuff to like be that. stabbed like, by those. Cause in prison, they do that to, to stab you with those little pricks. It, it, the pain is so it's like, like paper. It's, it's just this pain that they yeah. talk about when they do it and to constantly keep doing it, but it never, but you don't bleed out. You're not going to die. You're just gonna feel that pain throughout. It's like your your wish for to pass out, and you can't. Like, well, I mean, and even even if they he did serious damage, a gut wound. I mean, you can live for hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, again, it's it's meant to not kill him instantly, but right. but still get the point. So he does this, like I don't know, I guess there two or three rounds of it, like as he's telling yeah. the story to get information about him. Um, and once, once Armand knows that a Daryl's crazy and the dog agrees, mm-hmm. um, and he's, and he's, 
in enough pain and realizes that it could get a lot worse. He he tells him, okay, that there's a back way in. I I can I can get you there, you know, and do all that. Um, and and they leave. And so once they once they realize that they they tie him up and take him with, and they're leaving. And then was Isabel says, oh, that little boy was you, wasn't it? And, and Daryl's like, no, man, I made all that shit up. Like none of that was true. And I was like, okay, that's great. That makes that story even better. <laughs> I kind of and I dig that Isabel just didn't even try to be like, no, we shouldn't do this or whatever. Like it just shows how much you like kid. that little. She wasn't boy always was, a nun. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the cliche thing was like, that little boy was you, wasn't it, Daryl? And Daryl just kind of shook his head, go, yeah, it was me. And he's like, no, I just made it all. <laughs> with a tear, right? He's I mean, like in the walkout with a yeah. tear in his eye and just be like. Honestly, crazy. until she asked him that, I thought that this was maybe Merle had picked on him and then he did that and then Merle. That's what they wanted us to think. Well, of course, that's yeah, what the I brother, totally the father, thought. that was yeah, that's all what they wanted yeah, us I mean, to think. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's drawing on some truths there. But, right, yeah. Right. Uh, but again, the fact that he's just like, no, I made all that shit up. I was just like, okay. That was perfect. a really good sequence, so I did enjoy yeah, that. I enjoyed that. Well, good. Um, so, yeah, so they, they leave there. They end up reuniting with um, Felu and Sylvie and, um, uh, and, the, and the rest of them. And they're kind of putting their 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 plan together and i love falu is like a hype man like he's he's get them all like we're gonna stay as one we're gonna rush the storm the bastille like everything's gonna be great and then they quickly just disperse into three separate groups (laughs) which i thought was pretty funny what does he say like uh we we go as one we return as one or something like that or like basically come back as one come back as one yeah something union yeah um So they kind of split up, and Falou and his his crew are going to go like basically create a diversion on the front door of the club. Daryl and Armand are going to go through the back way, and Il- Isabel and Sylvie are going to go uh, find transportation so they can get, um, so they can get uh, uh, Laurent to the to the nest because they realize once they get him, they got to get the hell out of there. Um. So, um. On the way, we cut over to kind of Isabel and Sylvie, and Isabel and Sylvie kind of have this conversation, and uh, uh, Sylvie talks about Emile and how um, you know she kissed him, and she has feelings for him, and she thinks she's going to end up staying here in Paris so she can kind of be with him. And again, this is where it gets kind of interesting, because even though they're, she's a nun, mm-hmm. like I think she realizes, like, okay, that means something different. Like, a nun now versus a nun before are like right. two very different things. Um, and that it's almost like Sylvie thinks, okay, I could still be a religious person, a person of God, but I can also like have companionship and happiness. Well, I, I thought that she hasn't gotten that far along. Like she hasn't taken all her vows yet. She's still an alkaline, I believe. I, I, I don't know. I, either I, way the, uh, the, the, the intention is for them to be celibate. So the, the fact that, like I, I, I think part of it too is then Isabel just kind of looks at her, and I, I think Sylvie feels like almost maybe that Isabel's going to judge her. Yeah, and, she did. She had a look. Yeah, yeah, and then Isabel's like, uh, "Look, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't always a nun either. Like I had a life before. You've only known this, and so right. it's almost like Isabel saying, like, I get it. Like it, it's okay.' Yeah, she said, "Girl, get you some. <laughs> you do you." Yeah. It's also funny too because then then Sylvie says something about Daryl, like her and Daryl, yeah. and she's like, uh, "No, 
Like that's that's not gonna happen. I don't know. I think she protests a little too much. Yeah, maybe so. But 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 again, not right. Not gonna... No, Isabel's focus is ch- is that child. Yes, one hundred percent. Pretty much that child. Yeah. Yeah. And then and also helping Daryl living up to her word. Like she, you know, she said she would help him get back home. Right. You know, if if right. she helped them. So, so I mean, I know you guys disagree, but I think. I don't think she's in like a pine for him. I want to. I want to be with him, but I do think she's like in another life. I probably would have. Oh yeah. Oh sure. I, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't think that's why she's I focused. I see I think, that, and I see it on her side. I, I only disagree right. with the idea that that Daryl has any interest in that. On I his. don't know how Daryl feels, and no one knows how Daryl feels. I think so, he. I think he is very asexual with like. Yeah, like the, the minorest of like re- of release when it comes to yeah. either Carol, which is still that's all platonic, or um the the survival woman he knew for like a week and then killed her. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then her what's her face kid. from from the Eternals? Um, that, oh yeah, that's the one. That's the that's I mean, the yeah, that's the one you're that's about, a true right? like. No, that's the no, that's the one I meant. Yeah, the yeah the the, the deaf the deaf woman. Um, yeah, I mean that that's a like that's a true thing like for them because like even but that's like come, the when he hangs up his spurs, that's who he comes to kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he actually thought he could spurs. rest. Right, he's he got he, he's he's got to make yeah. multiple seasons of shows that Rich won't like first, and then he'll hang up his spurs. <laughs> <laughs> It'll end with him going back to her. That's how the show. That's how the, right. the series ends. Yeah. Well, I'm back right. again. <laughs> Let's um, watch Ahsoka on DVD. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I knew she's got to pick up that lightsaber. Uh, all right. So uh, we cut back to Quinn and Laurent talking to each other. And he's giving them candy. They're having a conversation. And again, Laurent is a pretty... I mean, they've they've made a point of saying how smart he is. And so right. he, he clues him pretty quick. He's like, oh, you're my father, right? And... Quinn's like, yes, I'm I'm your father, and it, he's like, oh, well, you don't know much about me. And then he 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 repeats the thing we've heard a couple times already from him is like, oh, Isabel told me my father was a very important man. He fought for the country. He went off to go fight the hungry ones, and he was a very you know a very uh, brave and important person. And so Quinn kind of is like, well, I don't I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself no. a, a brave a brave person. So at this point. It, once they have that that little heart to heart, Gannett shows up and she wants uh, Daryl. So her and, and Cadron, they, they both they both show up, and uh, she kind of has this nice little conversation with Quinn. They have a drink, and um, she basically says like, "Look, if you can, you know, because Quinn's like, I can, you know, I can get you, I can get you the American. Like, I know, I I know how to get him." Mm-hmm. And and she even asks about the boy too, and he's he's like, well, no, the boy's not here. Like I don't. So he lies to her about uh, Laurent. He lies being twice because he says like yeah. he basically has Daryl. Like yeah. I, like I'll give you yes. Daryl, and yes. you can't have the kid. I don't have. I don't know where he is. Right. Um, Which that part he, really like, well, kind of confused me too, because if she if he's giving her the impression that he has Daryl, then why is she not saying show him to me? I. Because he's not gonna, he's not no. gonna do that without no, payment. this quid pro quo yeah. here, right? Like he's got to right. make a deal. She's, de- she's and he's not gonna show. Yeah, well, and not only that, but he's not gonna give up yeah, the goods until he has his, his end. Show that, yes, I have. Why would you show? Why would you do that? You, then you wouldn't. But as the person on the other end of the deal, I would demand. Hey, I want to see that you have him. Hey, they're familiar enough of each other where she's yeah, buying but the, it. Yeah, they work together. They they. 
had transactions yeah. before. He's if, he did, if, he, if he didn't think he could use that lie and make it work, he wouldn't do it. Right. He's savvy enough I to figure this out. And they would have shut him down if they really wanted to. I mean, she does have a lot of manpower. Like, he's been useful. Yeah, th- I mean, again, y- you don't want to burn right. the bridge, right? So, at this point... He ain't a good dude. I know, mean, it, uh, you can tell he's <clears throat> done bad stuff before. So oh, no, like I... Yeah. Right. Other. So why would? But he's used to yeah, deal making. Yeah, that's his. That's his whole his thing. thing. Like he's a de- he's a he's a, he is a right. deal maker, and she knows that he is a right. deal maker. So again, <clears throat> so um, but it's interesting because she says, "Well, he's like, well, what can you offer me?" And he's, she's like, "Look, I'll give you weapons. I'll give you food. I'll give you all this stuff." And uh, it's funny because have, Quinn have says, "Oh, for Loki season two, like <laughs> whatever you whatever you want, yes. man. I'll, I got it for you. I got that for yeah. you." <laughs> He wants a Monet, which I, I, I is, love that. I love again, that was his answer. <laughs> was so yeah. It's like, no, you know, not weapons, not food, not like, no, I want a Monet, which again, he's, you know, I guess, you know, it, it fits his right. personality, right? He's very right. superficial. He, he wants to be this, you know, sophisticated. I actually individual. like that it's different than uh, other times because other shows would have it where he would ask for something that would throw it off. That would make her think you're acting differently than you usually do. Right, right. So again, I didn't really like her insult of Monet because, you know, I am a fan of Monet. But yeah, I thought you loved Manet. (laughs) Manet's? I like Manet's. No, Manet. (laughs) Manet. Um. So this is when we get to the big the big battle, right? So uh, Armand and Daryl down in the tunnel, um, and you know obviously Armand is a little worse for the wear. I love Daryl like throws him down, like they have to go down into the sewers, and so Daryl just like tosses him down there, um, and then Daryl jumps, kind of does the heroic jump down, landing on his feet. Um, I don't know. I thought that was that was a yeah. cool shot, you know, of them oh, yeah. from the sewer just coming down down there. I thought that was that was cool. Um, and so the two of them start going and all of a sudden they start hearing all the chaos, right? So at this point we're kind of cutting back and forth to um to um um Falou and and uh, and all of them are attacking in the front and literally like lighting Molotov cocktails. I I thought this this um the scene was very well orchestrated because it was like literally like um everybody covering mm-hmm. each other. So you'd have like one of them would kind of duck out, shoot, you know, cut back. The other one would like cross fire. I don't know. It 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 was pretty well orchestrated. This was a good sequence. Um, the way they were kind of working as a unit to um to to kind of cause this chaos. And then of course Quinn's men, you know, kind of ducky for cover. So anyway, it's just like a big old shootout is mm-hmm. is what it is with Molotov cocktails and grenades being flung uh flung as well. Um and and again, all this you know the explosion, the you know the the everything going on. Um, so at one point, um, uh, Armand tries to kind of uh, double cross uh, Daryl, and um, he he kind of falls down, and Daryl's like, "Come on, come on!" And uh, he gets him to give him the direction, like, "Go this way, go this way, go this way," and the zombies are just coming in. And at that point, uh, <laughs> Daryl's like. Uh, Good luck, sucker! I love <laughs> that part. Him, and walks on, and the zombies again. Oh, strategic move on Daryl's part for, for two for two reasons, right? One, this guy's a piece of crap, and he. 
I think sometimes Daryl can like he he comes across sometimes as being a little soft, you know, and it and it it kind of you know we've seen Daryl especially I guess in the beginning being a little more like hardcore. <clears throat> um, just in his general demeanor. And then we see him where he softens up. So I like the fact that it's this where he's like, no, I'm not afraid to just leave this dude to die. Like it, it, it fits in with his, like if it's if, more season if one, you're not one of my show, Daryl. Yeah. And if, or, or, and we see, oh, you, know, this hap- you know, we see, yeah, we see uh, this throughout the show. Like if, if you're, if you're part of his crew, he has a different take, even if he's, even if he fight like him and Rick, you know, got into the fight, you know, and, 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 and got into it, but, you know, didn't like, I, I was going to say, Daryl's like one of the more consistent characters on this yeah. whole damn show. <laughs> like yeah. for people I don't yeah. see that don't really change their tenor. It's very much based on hit the context as opposed to him wildly being different. Like, you know, right. You know. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess that what I'm saying is th- this kind of reinforces that yet again, like he, this guy is not worth no. saving. Like he's literally using him as a, as a decoy, because at this point the walkers will right. go to him and he can make a clean getaway without having to worry, you know, that he's got him, you know, it's running kind of refreshing. Back. Um, yes. Um, so at this point with all the chaos, Daryl's able to get in, um, look around, he's able to find Laurent. Um, and also during this, um, while, Quinn is out there talking to Gannett. <clears throat> Anna's talking to Laurent and they kind of have a little bit of a heart to heart. And Laurent even tells her like, Oh, you're, you're a kind person, but you don't want people to think, think that you're kind. So it's almost like she bonds or maybe not bonds with the kid, but kind of has a appreciation for him because she, like he's able to kind of see who she really, like he gets her right. Um, and so when Daryl comes in, she's got the she's got him at gunpoint, and she ultimately just lets him leave. Like she just lets the kid go, um, and and they and they take and they take off. Uh, which again, I thought that was I think they did a really good job of setting that up. It's like Anna tension Anna's tension with Quinn, hit her scene with Laurent, and then Daryl comes in and she's. I just, also like you know, I also like how the kid, special or not, to go through with the Jesus thing or not, but he reads people. Yeah, and I yes. like how he. Yes. I like this. I like the scene of of him kind of you know like kind of feeding. It kind of the story kind of feeds into how he can see into the what how people are, and he knew that she would do the right thing, even if because she might not the have Messiah known. Messiah knows what's in your heart. Do you got a religion thing? Is that what it is? <laughs> Don't get me started. See, that's the thing. I, I, I'm not hung up on it as much. So it's like, I just think that it's cool how they show the kid being special without it being something like, you know, something really kind of corny or supernatural, supernatural or whatever. It was just, yeah. he just knows people. Yes. Um. So yeah, so Daryl's able to leave and... um they all meet back at the boat and this is where Isabel is like, look, I, I know you want to get back home. I shouldn't, I shouldn't even ask you this. Like, it's not your place, but I've got to make sure that Laurent can get to the nest. And the only way I can do that is by going back to Quinn because Quinn has the resources and the savvy to make sure we can get out safely because they're on this boat. And she's like, look, 
the minute we we take off here, hell's going to rain down on us, or somebody's going to find us, and we're going to have no I don't no understand cover. this so, part, the logic of this either. Because what I don't understand, what, what? first of all, they're out, in, they're out in the wide open, and there are people hunting for them. But that's beside the point, because that can happen, coincidence, all that stuff. But she's like, I'm going to go back to this scumbag, because he knows people that will let you get this boat out safe. But then we see them get the boat out safe as she's going back to Quinn. It's more than getting the boat out safe. They still have to travel through. But this was the whole thing about the blockade that the evil woman's group was putting up against. I don't know. It just made zero sense other than that. I don't think they got that. I don't think they got as far as you think. Yeah, I don't think think that they're that far either. I don't know. It it just it seems they still have a ways to go. I don't think it seems stupid for her to go. If you had to me, it makes logic. It's it's complete. It makes complete sense. She's counting. He's uh, he's a man. He this is somebody who in this city with all the craziness and the chaos and the double crossing and everybody you know at each other's throats. This man has been able to set up. A club. A he doesn't club have control with, of evil with, woman's group, though. That's the one that set up the. But he I has just, the connections that they okay, don't. Well, hold, have. On, hold on, but you're a. You're the, there's two things. One, you're assuming that that's the only group of of bandits or right. ne'er do wells that would be. Oh no, around, no which, I understand. It's a that, big but city. They made a point. The of, other thing of is showing he, us and telling us that that they had set up some like blockade around the city. And that's why they need. She needs to go to him so that she can make sure he helps get them out safe. But then we see them right. get out. They float down. No, we, no, we don't. We no, see we them don't. leave and the we shore. See them in the wide open. Uh, no, uh, in that uh, canal. We, I, no, we don't see them get way out. We just see them not way traveling. Out. I, I'm saying, Chubb, stop. They're in the, stop, they're in stop, the open. Chubb. The kid is sitting outside the cabin stop. of that boat. You just, just argue it. Listen, at this point, stupid. at this point, you just want to say it's stupid and not think it through and have a conversation. We want to have a conversation, okay? So you got to listen to us, and then we listen to you, and then you listen to us. That's how we got to do this. Now, what they showed was they were on the boat and they're moving. We have no idea how far they are to getting away. She has a man who. Say what you will about this guy. He's always taken care of her. Post, you know, before pre-destruction of the world. And so she's counting on that, on having that support, because they have none. They only have that small group that's helping them to get out. They're going to need more help than that to get past this other group. I mean, he'll have yeah. intel, you know, uh, guns, like food, people he could bribe, connections, like the the the, the means, yeah. yeah, connections, the means to do so. I mean, again, this guy runs this elaborate club with God knows how many weapons. She hasn't booze, been there in years. Food, He's been here for years. You know, like he is, he knows this place. It's not like you. You're thinking like he got on. They got on the boat and now they're free. They're not. You still got a while to go. It's not like they're just going down the block. 
it makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. I, I again, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If it turns out that this kid is, li- li- they're literally going supernatural, and they're gonna make him into like, it, you know, he's completely immune. Then you got going, it. Like that's right. a different conversation. But that no, hasn't come into play all. yet. I, th- I think you're. I think you're. I think you're projecting that on. It's like you read a script that didn't. Yet. It didn't even happen yet. But you I, are. The I rest. don't know. It just. It. It seems and like they. If it does, then I think we can have a different conversation. Way. But especially these last two episodes, I just feel like they are foreshadowing it okay, and well, hinting it that way and it but you're angry about something that hasn't happened yeah I'm, not angry. That's like, I'm bored and i just dislike I, the show you kind of angry about it you'd seem kind of hostile towards the show well i don't mean to be hostile i'm just saying is i, I don't know i just i really want to like this show and i can't i just can't I love the first two episodes, and then it, from there, it just shit the bed. And then it became amazing last week, and then it's okay this week. I get it. I mean, I, uh, yeah. You I don't have to like the, the show. I don't Nobody's saying you got to like the show. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're just having a conversation it. with you about it, and the things that you, you said were like, we're like, what did you, when did, where did you see that? That didn't. I, I don't see this as being a fundamentally different show in episodes three and four versus one and two. Me like, either. I, I don't see that there's been. Like I don't see that between those those that that demarcation that that the show has taken a turn that it it wasn't in episode one or two. Like this to me, episode at points put me to sleep. Literally, I'm not kidding, and that's what I'm saying is I am just bored with this show. It's got some really cool things in it, but overall, overarching of it is just meh. I think we can move on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're not gonna get anywhere. All right. So we're at the end. This is this is where things things end. Yeah. Um, Daryl agrees to shepherd the boy. Falu goes with, um, and uh, Isabel goes back to Quinn. Um, and and it's very clear again, which I, I'm I'm assuming this is gonna play in at some point as well. The whole Anna thing, right? Because right. now yeah. Isabel comes back. Quinn is there mm-hmm. and Anna is kind of the odd person out, right? right? Like, I mean, she's clearly like, you know, Isabel is it, it. I think Anna truly does want to, like I said before, be a part of Quinn's life and be with him. And he is completely disinterested in her, especially now that, right. that Isabel's come back. Isabel's completely disinterested in Quinn, but right. is doing this for an ulterior motive. And, and so it's 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 like this. I don't know. I thought I thought it. I like this. I hate to call it a love triangle because it's that's not really kind of what it is, but just this this um Bermuda triangle. This, this power play that's kind of going on between Anna being the odd one out. Um, yeah, even the Anna dialogue when she was saying about how you know she was hinting at how she was already on the way out, kind of already, right? Yeah, like she already, yeah. like even before this. This, the whole thing with, with Isabel and, chi- and his child, it seems like he she was already tapping out because he's just he's selfish, right? Because I'm willing to bet before Anna, there was somebody else, and Anna edged that person out, and just it, he's a cycle of just going through them. I, I don't know if it's even that, but I, I I don't know if it's even about another woman. I just think it's about he's so concerned about what he does. His business. He's superficial, right? right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's about he doesn't that. care about Anna as a person or anybody. Like Anna is 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 another piece of art 
or right. and something that will hang off of his. Same with Isabel, because I think because yeah, yeah. in my in my view of it is he had control of her before the fall, and no matter what, he could rely on her serving him in many different ways, and now he's looking forward to that again. To having well, control he likes, over her, he, he has what he... control over Anna, but she obviously has a little bit of a, uh, you know, defiant spirit in her. Whereas Isabel, that he knew before, just seemed to capitulate to whatever he wanted. Well, Isabel liked to. I mean, she she yeah. partied. She didn't really have. She just yeah. was. She she partied. She liked to party all the time. He probably. Some Enjoy leashes are made of leather, of some of them bit. are made of narcotics. I mean, exactly. So that's where we leave it. Yes. Huh. So we've hit the at the end of this contentious bon uh, this contentious uh episode here. Yes. So all right, we'll get it out of the way. Rich, <laughs> how many burners do you give this episode? Well, first of all, I want to point out what was excellent about this episode. Like, I want to hand it to whoever did the sound design and the music and everything in this episode. The sound was wonderful, and I thought that the cinematography of parts of this, like the Eiffel Tower and some of the other shots, was fantastic. I thought the action scenes, the Daryl with the um, interrogation, and then the, you know, the assault of the distraction that the the, we go as one, we come back as one, that whole thing, that was cool. The rest of it was boring, monotonous, and shit. And it gets a one from me. Okay. All right. I'm so surprised. Aaron, how many how many burners <laughs> did you get this one? Well, I was on a real high last week, as you know. Um, I, I really enjoyed yes. the previous episode, so like this felt like a come down, not like in a bad way, but just more of like you're not going to get fives consistently. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm at like a three burns. I think is fine for this. I like I like the episode. I th- I think the the positives that Rich just pointed out are all very much in line with how I feel about the, that stuff. And then I'm engaged by this story compared to him. So I mean, yeah, I'm still enjoying what I'm seeing here. I think the film the, the film the uh, Series has been pretty consistent going uh, going through what we've gotten so far, and uh, I'm still curious as to like what it's leading to exactly. So like, yeah, I, I was maybe like less enamored with this compared to you know the just the exciting you know introductions of everything going on in Paris, but I still had a good time with this episode. Those were three burners. Daryl, um, I enjoyed the episode. I I like uh, a little bit more about what. Uh, I kind of like the relationship with Isabel and Daryl in terms of how they interact with each other. I like uh, seeing how the changes with the nuns. Um, I kind of dug again seeing uh, Paris and how how they use the walkers and and how they're like you know like even they've been so used to having them around that you just dodge them right. It just you don't even worry about them and they get a little too close. It's like a then you have to to kind of kill him. I liked uh, how they dealt with you know the the violence was pretty fun to watch because you seen Daryl you know torturing bad guys and you know using him as cannon fodder when he needs to. I thought that worked 
pretty good. And I like the kid, them showing how the kid is smart. He is a smart kid, and he can read people, and he does connect with with people with his innocence. I think that's something that um, Anna kind of connected with um, that she probably lost in herself. Um, and I kind of didn't see it coming where she, where uh, Isabel was going to leave and you can go back and have them go. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm really curious to see what's next for Daryl and, and, and the child. Like, do they continue on on their own or do we get more of, or do they come back for her or, or what? So um, all in all, I give uh, three and a half for me. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three. I, I Again, I, th- I think this was a solid episode. I, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I think just comparing it to the previous ones, I, I, you know, just like anything else, there's always one that's going to be less good. Um, but I don't, I don't really think it's a knock, uh, on it per se, but some decent ac- action sequences. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, just a pretty, pretty solid episode. So three for me. So. Do we have some Facebook comments for this episode? <laughs> well, if you do go to our page, WDTV, or sorry, Facebook.com, just group slash WDTV podcast, uh, you will find our posts for our burner ratings and all the episodes. So, you know, we always like to hear what the listeners have to say about each and every episode. Uh, but unfortunately, no, we did not get any burner ratings this week. Oh, bummer. I took Ooh. the week off, I guess. That's telling. Well, no, telling is when they write specifically, I didn't like this episode, which they're happy to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone not, just wrote it shit. They're, they're, not shy, they're not shy about saying they didn't like the episode. We just didn't get any burner ratings at all. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we'll double up next week. So if you haven't, if you haven't put, your, uh, put your ratings in there, get them in, um, and we will look at it. Um, all right. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me co-hosting a podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I discuss weekly movie releases, and it's October right now, so we have all these special bonus horror-themed episodes as well, which are always a lot of fun. I am a write for WeLiveEntertainment.com for movie reviews, and I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Daryl? Uh, for Halloween, you can catch me on the Retro Movie Geek uh, podcast where we're doing a spooky uh, fix, flicks, flex, flex, fest. Oh, it always gets me, especially when I'm sleepy and old. Um, where we're covering uh, the theme for this one because we do a different theme every year. The last one I think was last year was vampires. This one was uh, ghosts, and so we uh, we had a lot of fun talking about different movies. Uh, that are in that theme. Uh, Exorcist, the original Exorcist was one of them. So uh, you can check that out. And along with uh, me and Russ on uh, Gotham by Geeks, uh, we have a recent episode. Which one did we do last, Russ? Uh, the Batman. The Batman, yeah. We we looked back on The Batman, and we had a lot of fun talking about that movie. So uh, you can One of those classic out. 15th month later lookbacks? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. A look back, look back. Look back, look back. Look back. Yeah. yeah, it was our first double dip. Yeah, like we actually covered it when it came out, so it was like one of those like, "Hey, what do we think?" Um, after some time had passed. Yeah, and I could brag about the 4K Blu-ray. So. Well, that too, you did have that. It's a good-looking Blu-ray, 4K. 
It is. It's an amazing looking 4K Blu-ray, especially given how dark that movie is. They did very good not compressing the crap. And that it's three hours. On that too. Yes. Yes. All on that BD100, baby. All right. Um, You can find me here, hhwled.com, as well, like Daryl said, over at Gotham by Geeks. Um, So you can check us out there. Appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully we get some more reviews next week. Hopefully there's an uptick in, in, uh, in, in our overall enjoyment uh, next week. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, will somebody think of the pigeons? (laughs) 